All right, peeps, we're back. The pay-per-view went off the air a couple minutes ago. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. Tonight, I do have the AEW All-Out pay-per-view results, and I do have actually the NXT UK results, and a couple things Triple H said after NXT uh, TakeOver, and then also something CM Punk said about the WWE. So let's get to it. I was going to do the YouTube video tonight, but I didn't know the pay-per-view was going to run so long, and like I said, I work, man. I work seven days a week. I got to work at nine in the morning, so unfortunately, it's got to wait. People know the results by then, but hey, who cares? All right, well, it did kick off with the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal. I said last night that Emma, a.k.a. Tennille Dashwood, would, would make an appearance, as I predicted, and she did. She did pretty good. Um, I was told B Priestley wouldn't be there, and she was, and she kicked ass. And I was happy to see her because I mentioned her yesterday, too. I love that gal. Uh, and then also as a surprise, they did have Mercedes Martinez. And the place went absolutely nuts. So the match is really, really good. The 21 Battle Royal is always good. A lot of talent that isn't on the main card, you know, new appearances, what have you, get the show off. And it was friggin' awesome. Uh, the winner of this actually fights the winner of the Riho match tonight. And they actually fight for the women's title at the uh, AEW Live we're going to be at in Philly. So I'll let you know about that. But the winner of the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal was Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is awesome. If you don't know, she's like a trainee. I'm pretty sure she was a dude. Now she's a female, what have you. But he, she, whatever the fuck it is, and I'm not knocking it. I have no problem with it, is running the women's division right now. We then also in a pre-show had Angelico and Jack Evans versus Private Party. What a fucking awesome match. As I predicted, I said, you know what I mean? It could steal the show besides the Janela match and the Young Bucks match. Uh, there were a lot of botches, but that's to be expected with two high-flying teams like this. Uh, but they did cover it up well. It was really, really awesome. Uh, what you call it? Um, in the end, the winners of the match were... Private party, of course. Those kids are on a roll in AEW. After that match, they showed a vignette and had a really big dude in a suit walking in a parking garage with his hot girlfriend. About four to five thugs of mixed color rolled up to them. He wasn't even scared. He turned around, he proceeded to take off his suit jacket and his shirt for some reason, and he totally decimated the wannabe thugs. Then he got down on one knee. The dude's built as a brick shit house. His name is Ward Lowe, and if you follow Revenge Wrestling, I think it is, he is their champion. You know, Ward Lowe is AEW, and he's fucking kick ass. After that, they did show MJF do a backstage interview, and right off the bat, the woman was busting his balls about him not being on a card. He said he chose not to be on a card, because Cody's his best friend is going to pick him to be at ringside with him later. Uh, on the, all right, on to the main card. We did have Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SCU. It was bullshit. Both teams did amazing. 
Uh, Luchasaurus did tear the fucking roof off. Um, I don't know. I, I write the script out beforehand, so I don't know what the, it was bullshit was for. I apologize. That had to be for something else. But both t teams did amazing, actually. Everybody knows how awesome SCU is. And we've only we've seen Lucha and Jungle Boy a couple times, but only them with Marco's stunt one time before. But I'm telling you, Lucha finally got to get into the ring after his boys got beat up a little bit. He did about, I don't know, 12 chain moves in a row against all three SCU. At the end, he ended up on top, and the place went fucking nuts for him. Luchasaurus is going to be a huge star. I've been a huge fan of Luchasaurus. A lot of people don't even know him. If you do, he was actually on the season of Twin Brother. I mean, listen to me, Twin Brother, Big Brother. He actually bagged one of these hot twins from Jersey off of there. They were real hot. He was with one of them. But they were saying he had body order, whatever. But anyway, Luchasaurus, when NXT first started, a lot of people say, oh, front wrestling fans, I watch NXT from the start. Did you know Luchasaurus was in NXT? His name was Judas, and that's a name he used when he would turn bad on Big Brother also. But anyway, Luchasaurus kicked ass. The match kicked fucking ass. Everybody tore, what you call, tore the ring up. But in the, well, in the end, surprising to me, SCU won. And I, that's weird, man. I don't know why they won, but they are. They're putting their teams over. Wins matter, so the bigger names, I guess, what have you. Uh, after that, it was a match that I feel should have been way later on the card, but it was none other than the bout master himself, Kenny motherfucking Omega versus Pac. Uh, it was it, it, it was an awesome match, for real, for real. Um, I kept thinking in my head a couple matches tonight, the word slow, which is fucked up to even say, because the matches were great, the moves were great, they had botches, but some of them were just at a slower pace. This one was at two, but it did pick up in spots. These two, literally, seriously, Omega and Pac beat the living piss out of each other, like legit. They're definitely a bunch of false finishes, back and forth finishers, uh, what you call, what have you, but in the end, Pac actually actually caught Omega in the move. Omega went to put him in his one-winged uh, one angel for the second time, and Pac pretty much reversed it. Or they were on the top rope, and Pac reversed it. But he put him in the sleeper hold with his arms, and he literally put Kenny Omega to sleep. So you can tell Pac is here, which I was wondering about, if he's really going to be here to stay, which he is now. And they're, they're really putting him over to make a name for himself. It was freaking awesome. Um, at times, crowd was ch uh, disrespecting Pac. They were chanting 205, like 205. Five live. It was crazy. And Pac had a lot of moves of Omega scouted out. It was really, really good. Um, at one point in the match, Pac did a backflip to Omega on the floor and his elbows and ankles smashed off the barrier. That was a problem that a whole night, setting up tables outside, people getting fucked up. AEW's got to push the barrier back a little bit more, honestly. They want the crowd, the fans close to the action to understand, but you got to give the wrestlers some room to work. Uh, after that, we had the match I was definitely looking for. It was Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. They named it the Cracker Barrel Clash because Cracker Barrel is a big sponsor of theirs. They've always been. Young Bucks always ate there on being the elite. Cracker Barrel actually does catering for the shows, and they're a big sponsor. So this one on the ramp, they actually had the Cracker Barrel that's at 50th year anniversary, what had you. It was crazy. Uh, early in the match, they uh, Joey Janela and Darby Allen teamed up, and they actually got Jimmy Havoc on a chair. They duct taped him to the chair so he couldn't move. Then Darby Allen pulled out a bunch of thumbtacks, opened Havoc's mouth, 
poured the thumbtacks into Havoc's mouth, and then electric taped his mouth shut, which was crazy. So he was out in a chair. Then, of course, him and Janela turned on each other. Uh, after that, you know, they fucking, um, Darby Allen jumped off the uh, rope, and he actually hit uh, Havoc, who was tied to the chair, which was crazy. And then uh, everything was in this match. They had tons of chairs. They had tables. They had the thumbtacks. Uh, Darby Allen is a real skateboarder in real life. He actually had a skateboard, but they had thumbtacks glued to the bottom of it. They were fucking each other up, man. It was crazy. Um, towards the end of the match, Darby Allen sent Jimmy Havoc across the steel steps. Then he grabbed one of those Cracker Barrel props. Um, you know uh, Darby Allen does that coffin dive. It's like a suicide dive, but he jumps off the ropes and he doesn't even look, and he just puts his back right into it. Well, he had Jimmy Havoc set up across the t steel steps. He took the Cracker Barrel, literally laid it across his back so that would take the impact first. Then he did the coffin dive off the rope. Jimmy Havoc moved, so him and that barrel literally ate that fucking steel step. A lot of people got fucked up tonight in these kind of matches, for real. It was crazy. But in the end, the winner was Jimmy Havoc. It was crazy. Uh, Jimmy Havoc wound up giving Janela a rainmaker onto one of the Cracker Barrels. He put him through it, and they won. After that, it was another slow match, but I liked it a lot. Seriously, it was a good match. Just because I slay slow, I thought they could have been a little quicker, but I'm not those guys. I don't have their fucking stamina. I'm not them in the ring, so I can't complain. But it was the best friends versus the Dark Order. Uh, they brought their creepers out, their little minions of Dark Order, which was awesome. At one point, the ref was distracted, so the creepers got to attack Chucky e. T on the outside, and that's what gave the Dark Order the open for the win. Uh, the creepers went to carry away Tremperetta, and the whole lights in the place went out. When they came back on, uh, Beretta was saved, but Orange Cassidy was in the middle of the ring with his hands in his pocket like he does. The place went absolutely fucking nuts. Uh, Beretta was saved because the minions seen uh, uh, Cassidy and put him down. Cassidy, with his hands in his pocket, proceeded to jump over the top rope and took the minions out. Then he rolled into the ring and did a kip up the whole time with his hands in his pockets. So Orange Cassidy did save Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta, and Chucky e. T and him are real old friends. But uh, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta gave Cassidy a big hug in the middle of the ring, and they all left together. So it was a good match. But by the Dark Order winning that, they get the first round by in the AEW Tag Team uh, uh, Tournament that's coming up on live TV in October. After that, this card I thought should have been way earlier in the match. I don't know why it was so late in the card. But it was Riho, and I always say Rihu. I mean, it's Rihu, but I say Riho like it's spelled, against that chick, Hokaro Shida. Uh, like I said, it should have been way later in the card. The match wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the worst, though. The ladies did their thing. It was good, but nothing special. In the end, of course, Riho, or Rihu, pulled out the victory. Nine, Nyla Rose came out on stage and just eyed her up. So Rihu or Nyla Rose will be your first AEW Women's Champion. And I'm almost positive that's what they're doing at the live event we're going to, or it's the first defense. No, I think defense. I think it's the... I'll, I'll keep you updated. Uh, after that was one of my favorite matches of the night, and I think everybody was a little hyped for it. It was Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears' entr entrance music, his out 
outfit. Everything was just fucking dope. Like, when they cut to him, he was just sitting on the stage on a chair. And he had his hood over his face like Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spear, does. He had, like, a blue and black outfit on. Had the Canadian maple leaf because he's from Canada on one leg. He had his 10, the perfect 10 on the scarf. He had his crazy contacts in. He picked up the chair and the way he carried it to the ring, that was like a symbol. That's a chair he cracked fucking Cody in the head with. Then his music was playing. It was dope. Then it cut to Cody's entrance. It had Brandy walking backstage with Pharaoh, of course. I love me some Pharaoh, yo, their dog. And then uh, she was dressed like 7 of 9 from Star Trek, looking hot as fuck as always. As she's walking down the hallway in the backstage, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, comes out of nowhere. And he's dressed in a red uniform crew member of Star Trek. I think the expendable ones. And then MJF joined him out of nowhere, too. Uh, and, and what you call it, they all came out of the thing together. And then uh, what you call it, no, no, they all, they were coming out together. And then I cut to the ring, and it was Cody Rhodes. Cody actually came up from the bottom of the stage, like Rey Mysterio used to do, but they didn't shoot him up. They just lifted him up on a little elevator. So he came out, and he also had a Star Trek shirt on, but it was his ring gear. And then, uh, what you call it, Pharaoh, Brandy, MJF, and DDP came out the ramp. Pharaoh was scared, of course, because of the noise and all that. Brandy really couldn't control him, but once MJF took the leash, Pharaoh was cool. So they all made their way to the ring. Everybody was wondering who Cody was going to pick out of the three or was it with somebody else uh what you call it that we didn't know about and to my happiness cody did pick mj motherfucking f but as soon as he did that everybody the whole internet everything said mjf was gonna turn on him make him lose the match you know what i mean blah 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 because mjf is the best heel so this match was awesome they kicked the shit out of each other at first sean spears for probably the first 12 minutes of the match beat the shit out of cody cody was all fucked up they were really fucking each other up they got beat up bad uh tully blanchard kept getting uh, earl hebner the referee the famous referee distracted what happened you everything mjf tried to do to help it would fuck cody up so that's another reason why everybody thought he was going to turn on him but everything that uh, uh tully blanchard did the he was getting away with it. uh what happened oh man i'm freaking thinking now i'm just going off the top of my head blah 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 yada yada there was something really really good oh yeah i apologize all right so the match is going on they were beating the living shit out of each other and then like i said everything that blanchard did he was getting away with and just cody and mjf couldn't win one time when MJF and uh, had the ref distra distracted, fucking Arn Anderson came out from backstage. The place went absolutely nuts. Uh, Blanchard was busy with MJF and the ref. Arn Anderson snuck into the ring. He gave Sean Spears his finisher and then rolled out. He wanted to even the score. So that was really cool. Tully Blanchard after he actually left Sean Spears after that because he was going after his old fellow, ho fellow four horsemen brother up the ramp. Uh, that gave Cody the open Opening really, uh, what you call Cody grabbed the chair. He had a shot to have revenge on Spears. If he hit him, he would have got disqualified, but uh, he still would have got revenge. But he didn't hit him. He put the chair down. When he did that, Spears went to sneak him. Cody actually caught him in his finishing move. After that, Spears had the chair again. Cody jumped off the rope, hit him with the disaster kick, and he took Spears out for the one, two, three. After that, MJF came into the ring, and he picked up the chair, and everybody thought he was going to attack Cody, and he didn't. MJF really is Cody's BFF, and he, stay, he had his back, and he stayed with him, so it was fucking, fucking awesome. I'm a big MJF mark, and I'm glad Cody won. Uh, we still have the Lucha Brother and Young Bucks match, 
First, and also the Chris Jericho versus Adam Page match. I also have the NXT TakeOver uh, UK result. And I do have some stuff that Triple H said and CM Punk. So definitely stay tuned with us. Remember, this is the AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube. And the AEW Insider one on Twitter. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, thank you for joining us. Again, this is Lee Bentz with the AEW Insider. Please show us love and check us out on all our social media platforms. Now back to AEW's all-out pay-per-view. After that, we did have the AAA World Tag Team Championship match. It was the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder death match. This match was fucking crazy, seriously. This, the Joey Janela match, and the private party, as I predicted, were fucking nuts, for real. These guys, I don't think I've seen so many tables broken in a match, like legit. They used, they had 12-foot fucking ladders, they had tables, they had everything. They had so many fucking spots and so many dangerous spots, it was insane. Of course, there was a lot of botches, but they covered it up good, just like Private Party. But for real, Matt and Nick Jackson, a couple of them, are going to be fucked up for a little bit. Like, falling off the ladder and literally landing on it with your back. Or that for the second time since I watched the Young Bucks, I've been a fan... Nick almost died a couple months ago, like literally, or over a year ago, in this one match. And he almost died again tonight. He got pushed off the top of the 12-foot ladder to the outside of the ring, but he didn't clear the ropes. His foot caught, and he hit the table waiting for him wrong. He got fucked up. Like, it was fucking insane. In the end, though, was Pentagon Jr. and Matt face-to-face at the top of the ladder with an arm's-length reach for the belt. Matt took off Pentagon's mask, and he fell to the floor, and the place booed because it wasn't fucking cool uh nick caught uh, nick phoenix trying to sneak well matt caught phoenix trying to sneak him and then uh phoenix did push the ladder and matt legit landed on it with his back like i was saying and uh what you call it, the same thing happened with, with his brother nick ever since nick missed the thing he was out in a match that's why matt wanted to wrap it up because he had to he was by himself but after uh what you call it, matt pulled off penta's mask penta fell phoenix pushed matt and matt landed on the ladder with his back the lucha brothers literally crawled up the ladder and they took their belts and I told you they were going to get it because it's their AAA Mexican titles plus the Young Bucks have been winning too much um, out of nowhere pretty much as soon as they win two people came into the ring and they were dressed like kind of not done like they were dressed in regular clothes but they had hoodies on but they were wearing these goofy masks one was a Bill Clinton and one maybe was Ronald Reagan I really didn't get to see it so they beat the shit out of the Lucha Brothers and they fucked the Young Bucks up also they took their mask off and I said they were coming it was lax impact wrestling's lax they are aew and you know they will be chris jericho's tag team partner when he faces off against the young bucks and omega on their first night on television in october but lax is aew uh, after that, we did have the last match of the night. It was for the AEW World Championship match. It was Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Hangman Adam Page actually came out to the ring on his fucking horse. He actually got them to do it. He came out on a full-fledged horse. My dog was doing the cowboy shit. He was playing zero fucking games. He had his mom there, his dad there, his wife. I ain't knocking her, man. Just seeing all that. She did look a little inbred, I swear to God. But I gotta see a better picture of her. She looked fucked up there. But anyway, Hangman came out doing that cowboy shit on his horse. It was fucking dope. And then Chris Jericho came out with his 
his Judas music. They gave him tons of pyro. Uh, Jericho and him tore the house down. They were botches in that match, too. Those guys got real, real tired. Uh, one time, some, a little bit into the match, Jericho got hit. He supposedly hit the ring or hit the fucking, uh, what you call it, turnbuckle or the post, and he was bleeding. He bladed himself. And even though I loved with the Cody thing with the blood and uh, what you call it, the Dustin Rhodes thing with the blood, I don't want AEW to have to rely on blading. It's great that they're able to do it and you can see it. People even cursing and shit tonight. It was awesome. JR even repeated a curse. So, I mean, I love that it's like that. But then to say, once a match, they don't have to fucking be bleeding. See, once a pay-per-view, seriously. But um, that was kind of revenge because Jericho attacked Hangman Page months ago and made him bleed. So that was his revenge, yada, yada. But these guys, too, man, were both doing their finishes, doing crazy shit. Jericho did the walls of Jericho twice. He did the code breaker twice. Hangman Page was, did his rope flip twice. Later in his match, he was so tired, he went to hop outside the ring. He got caught on the rope. The place would make a front of Hangman Page. But he recovered, and he did his jump over the rope into his clothesline. He hit Jericho with two finishers, too. One time, he went to, Hangman went to do that flip over the rope. It has the move. I forget it. When he does the flip over the rope into the clothesline, when he flipped over the rope, Jericho hit him right into a code breaker, which was dope. But he still only got a, only got a two count. But in the end, out of nowhere, Jericho hit him with the fucking Judas, that spinning back elbow, his new finisher, and he hit, took Hamian out for the one, two, three. Your new and first all elite wrestling champion is none other, like I predicted yesterday, than the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. Chris Jericho, a baby. He held the belt up. He was bleeding. No CM Punk. It was a dope ass fucking pay per view. AEW knows how to put on a pay per view. All right. Uh, let me see. All right. Let's get to NXT UK. All right. They had their Cardiff takeover. So this is in London, England, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. Um, I wrote these down wrong, so I apologize. I wrote them down wrong, but not in the right order. So I do have the championship match. It was NXT UK star Walter versus Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is an amazing athlete. I don't like his gimmick too much. I think he's fucking goofy. But seriously, that dude is so built and so kick-ass. He's going to be a huge fucking star. And Walter's just a beast. Uh, NXT fucking takeover Cardiff was amazing. The whole pay-per-view. Seriously, NXT does not put on a bad takeover. And uh, it was dope. In the end, Walter won. He kept the belt. But then I had Pete Dunne and Bates' Mustache Mountain partner came out, Trent Severin, and they helped him to the back. And even though Bates lost, he was happy knowing that he came the closest out of anybody to actually beat the, beating Walter. And uh, what you call it, British Strong Style closed out the show just standing on the stage. But we'll get to other matches for, I mean, after. We have the NXT UK's women match. It was defending champ Tony Storm. Yo, Tony Storm is so fucking gorgeous. Not only that, seriously, she has one. One of the fattest asses ever for a white girl. That chick drives me crazy. But it was Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. Unfortunately, Tony Storm did lose her belt, and Kaylee Ray is your new NXT UK Women's Champion. Um, a lot of the in UK, the belts haven't switched that. Uh, well, I'll talk in a minute. Uh, we also had Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey. Dave Mastiff is such a guy. If you haven't seen this fucking guy, you have to run and see him and see the way he can move for his fucking size. It's insane. But Joe Coffey, seriously, is a fucking beast, and that guy's going to be huge too. In the end, Joe Coffey did pull out the win. 
Uh, we did have the NXT UK Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match. It was Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. In the end, your new NXT UK champion are Flash Morgan and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a really, really dope athlete, too. He's too small, though, to really make it huge. But Flash Morgan Webster, that guy, even though he's small, he's got the charisma and his gimmick. They're dope, so I'm glad they won the belts. And like I was going to say about Tony Storm, a lot of these people like the tag team, the women's champion, they've had these belts for quite a, of quite a while now. So it's about time that they lost them. But that kind of sucks because if they do feature them on Clash of Champions, like they said, at least some people from other ones, then, you know, they're not going to lose them. All right, let me see. And we did have Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. I'm a huge Noam Dar fan since the Cruiserweight Tournament and 205 Live. He got injured. He came back. He went to the U.K. He's been kicking ass. And Travis Banks is a beast also. But in the end, Noam Dar did pull out the win. So, uh, all right, let's see. Oh, yeah, also there was a surprise match. It was Cesaro from WWE's main roster. Uh, the guy, Darganov, he put out an open challenge, and Cesaro, of course, accepted it, and he was victorious. Uh, last takeover, the United, uh, what you call it, last takeover UK, the crowd was chanting and tweeting, Vince, are you watching? Saying Vince McMahon. They did it again today, and he tweeted back that he indeed was watching, which was awesome. And then that news I was telling you about Triple H and Punk, what have you. Triple H has always did his follow-up interview when the pay-per-view goes off the air for NXT. And they brought that up about Vince McMahon. He said he's watching. He's always watching, which you already know. Uh, what you call it? Um, the reporter was about to wrap up the interview, and he stopped the reporter, literally. And he took a, d a dig at AEW again. Like, he made sure to stop it so he could say it and all that. So he hyped it up, sugarcoated it. And at the end, he pretty much said, follow that. Like, yo, your pay-per-view tonight, follow this NXT UK takeover. Uh, he also put an end to the Enzo Amore rumors. I've got the tweet. I'll be tweeting on the YouTube video tomorrow. We'll put in a picture up. Um, he said as soon as him and his PR team, public relations, heard the rumor, they both said all said to each other they had no interest. Then he said congratulations to Enzo, and I'm sure that spreading rumors has well, worked well for him. I just don't want any part of it, which is fucked up. And before All Out happened, CM Punk went on record and said he would not be at All Out. He was going to spend time with his wife. But he also said that he would not not talk to WWE, saying if they approached him right and wanted to talk to them, he would talk to them. It's not like he would not talk to them. So that's really, really fucking cool. All right, man. Well, that's the show right now. Well, the ladies and guys, I'm saying, man, gents and women, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was going to do the YouTube show. Like I said, I'm tired. It's already 1231. I got to get up to work in the morning. But as soon as I get off of work tomorrow, I will. I got everything already for it. I just got to edit it. I got to shoot it, what have you. So thank you so, so much for joining us. These Both these takeovers today were fucking awesome. And WWE really, though, needs to stop putting takeovers and events going on when AEW is doing their shit. AEW doesn't even come in on Sundays when WWE's pay 
pay-per-views aren't even playing because they don't want to step on their toes. But WWE keeps trying to fuck with them. It's not cool. But anyway, I'm your host, Lee Benz. I thank you guys so, so much for showing us love, for listening, what have you. If you need anything, hit me up on any social media. If you want to hear anything, if you have any complaints, if you ever want to co-host a show or do a little guest spot, we'd love to have you. All right, it's the AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube and the AEW Insider number one on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I think our next show might be our 50th show. I'm not sure. But I'm just going to ramble on. I'll be back with the Movies and More show. Plus, I'll have the podcast midweek. All right, peeps. AEW Insider. You guys have a good night.